We welcome into the program from the Austin American Statesman, Statesman Kurt Bowles. Kurt, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Tom. How are y'all doing? Doing terrific. Hey, let, let's talk a little college football right out of the box. Uh, with all of the craziness that's going on and, and the discrepancies in the number of games that are being played in the Power Five conferences, in your opinion, and I know that Larry Scott from the Pac-12 has, has brought this up, but is this the year that we take a look at, at, at a 18 playoff, in your opinion? I think we should. Uh, I don't have any confidence that they will. You know, they're they're so stuck in the mud and entrenched. You know, it's a 12-year contract. We're only halfway through it. But to me, you know, there's nothing wrong with just, you know, just crumpling it up and throwing the trash can and start over, at least for one year. And an expanded playoff with the eight teams uh, makes perfect sense to me. It's so doable. You can uh, move the season back, which would uh, help the teams like uh, those that are in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, with which have either no or very little wiggle room for makeups. Uh, why can't we have the the playoffs start in late January or even do it in February. I mean, they were thinking about playing an entire football season in the spring. So I don't really get why they're not more flexible on this issue. Kirk, let me ask you this. I know you got your finger on the pulse as, as good as anybody, not only in the city of Austin, but what's going on at the University of Texas. I mean, Tom Herman losing recruits, uh, obviously with the Quinn Ewers kid, uh, decommitting. Uh, I, I think he took a lot of heat for that. But he, has he got to win out in, in in order to really secure the fact that he'll be the University of Texas head coach going forward? Well, he probably needs to win out to remove all doubt, Glenn. Uh, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, if you drop a game, which you would think they would, as inconsistent as they've been the last few years, that means they're sitting there at 7-3. and three. I think eight and two and getting in the Big Twelve title game would probably save him. Uh, seven and three gets a little bit dicier, and it's it, it's hard to predict, uh, guys, because you know, a lot of the fan base is already checked out. And you know, winning three in a row uh, against the teams that they're they're beating, uh, notwithstanding the Oklahoma State game on the road, I don't know how many of the faithful are impressed and say, okay, well, all is forgiven. So, I mean, let uh, me, and, it, and let me ask you this. I mean, his yeah. first, Kirk, his first, and, and I'm just asking you this, and I, just as a, as an observer, his first three years, I mean, he was a true riverboat gambler. He was going for it all the time. He was, you know, just doing yeah. things that felt like it was real kind of knee jerk. Now, and now that the heat's on, he, he feels like one of those blackjack players that stands on 16 every time with the dealer showing a king. Is that something <laughs> that, that you're getting the same vibe, or, or, or it, does he get the vibe that, you know what, his job is truly on the line here? Well, he should know it's on the line. I know coaches like to say they're in a cocoon, it's us against the world, we don't pay attention to the outside noise, and we all know that's ridiculous. Uh, they they know what's going on and they, and they better as the leader of a program. So yeah, I don't I don't see the boldness. You know, I, I'm a big two point conversion guy, and I thought Texas should have gone for it into regulation when they had OU on their heels. And you know, I mean, they're just scrambling. And you know, give the give Sam Ellinger a chance to just win in regulation. They what did they have to lose? Because they were out of it for three quarters of that game. So I, I agree with what you're saying, and I'd like to see a little more boldness and 
a risk taking. I don't know if they run a trick play all year. I'm, maybe they have, but I've forgotten it. So I think when when the chips are on the line, like you say, you know, you better tell that deer hit me, you know, because uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know what may be coming. Sure, it's talking to Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman. Kirk, I, you know, let's shift gears a little bit. Think about recruiting, uh, the landscape of recruiting, uh, how recruiting is working, and, and maybe, quite frankly, how it's not working at the University of Texas. But h- how do you see kind of this recruiting class, guys not being able to come to campus? I mean, how are, how are they – how are these guys putting together recruiting classes, and is it anything more than a Zoom call here or a bunch of text there or, a, hey, I'll put you on with the head football coach every Tuesday night type situation? Uh, you know, I don't know how these coaches are recruiting, Glenn. I really don't. I mean, you know, you have to do Zoom calls. You can't go and watch the players in person. You can't have official visits on campus. Uh, you know, these, these parents are looking at virtual tours of the campus you know, in the facilities, you don't have that, that game day. You know, I asked uh, uh, Neil Brown, the West Virginia coach, he said it's totally different. Used to, right before we'd go out the door to for kickoff, we'd be visiting recruits and their players, you know. And, you know, that's the lifeblood, and, and there's no more important thing than the, the future of your program. So, I don't honestly, I don't know how they do it. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a blessing because you wonder, are all the players sold? Do they all believe in because, uh, you know, if some recruits show up and you're bad in the program, that's not good either. So, but it's just kind of hurt. Like you said, Quinn Ewers did commitment, Billy Bowman never had the Brockemeyer twins that are going to Alabama, or Wilson. You know, they, it just seems like, Glenn, there's just no momentum right now, other than they've won three on the road, and that's good. But, you know, I don't know if it undoes, undoes, uh, all the uh, the bad that has been going on because you know his record still is thirty and seventeen, and like you say, yard what your record is, and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing when you haven't won championships. Kirk, with uh, basketball around the corner, what are the expectations this year for Shaka and the Longhorns, and especially with uh, getting Greg Brown to come in and join the program? Well, they got everybody back but one, and. One thing that may be a little bit of indictment of the program, you got like 12 players back, and like you said, Greg Brown, one of the top recruits in the nation, uh, and you're still picked fourth in the league. You know, that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, I, I know it's a good league. Bader's like number one in some polls. Kansas is, is top six, and uh, Texas Tech is in that second 10. So, yeah, it's a damn good league. West Virginia is going to be really good, too. But, uh, I don't know. It's you know. I thought last year was do or die, and it probably would have been if uh, Texas had not made the tournament. And as you know, they won five in a row before losing their finale, and they were on the bubble when they were at the Kansas City tournament when the plug was pulled. So, yeah, this is year six, guys. Uh, Shock has got to get it done, and I, I would think he's got to get in the tournament and win a game. I would think that'd be the bare minimum. So, what's the pulse around his new haircut down there? I like it. It makes him look about 20 years younger, I think. And, uh, you know, I've still got a little bit of hair, so I haven't, <laughs> you know, embraced the bald look yet. So uh, I don't know if it's the, uh, part of the purpose was to be in the witness protection program. Over, <laughs> uh, but, but I think the fans still recognize him. And, 
you know, he's got to change a lot more than his hairstyle to uh, win the fan base back. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize you were uh, such a Paul Mitchell guy. So, so good for you, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to know that you're glad to know that you're using that shampoo and conditioner every day to keep it right. <laughs> you got to have some product, man. You got to keep it going. Yeah, hey, I appreciate. I appreciate I appreciate it. Listen, Kirk, I appreciate you jumping on with us kind of last minute. I, uh, you're my, you're, you're, you're my partner and I'll, and I'll, and I'll always say that. I would never say, uh, I would never, I, I've disagreed with you a few times, but I'll always say, Hey, he's my guy. He's in my house anytime. And I appreciate you jumping on with us today. Hey, you're my man. I'm here for you anytime. Give me a call. Uh, thanks Kirk Bowles. There he goes. Austin American statesman. I thought